Hi guys, welcome to Nairobi ME Podcast. We are a closely with community of makeup artists and beauty brand owners in Kenya. Our goal is to inspire and educate those who are looking to penetrate the industry. I'm your host, Ruth Ogal, and I'm on a mission to take this community forward. Join me every week as we discuss everything beauty and business. You made like uh, because money is evil. Oh, in my head, I'm thinking, what? How is it evil? You needed to pay your bills. You needed to survive. How do we associate that with evil? It's I can't even wrap my head around it. It's a religious thing, though, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. know why they would say that. Yeah, uh, but it's also a misquoted verse in, mm-hmm. in the Bible mm-hmm. that says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. So most people remove that the love of money and they just say money, money is evil. evil. anyways uh introduce yourself to the people who are watching you and they don't follow you or they don't know you here all right right, so my name is juliet odiambo yeah i am a personal finance coach teacher trainer um curriculum developer Mm -hmm. literally anything where money is being discussed Mm -hmm. i love being there Mm -hmm. i love talking about money in terms of just even um empowering people yes so i've been in the finance space for a minute and mm-hmm. i'm the founder of pesa savvy that's the consultancy that now i use the platform that i use to teach people yes to train people yeah and i've been doing that on my own since 2018 mm-hmm. but before that i was doing it under my employer yes <coughs> um yeah for some years before okay so where did it all start from mm, where did it all start I like I like at the earliest at the earliest of my childhood memory mm-hmm. I feel like I've always felt like I'm going to deal with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it was mine was the question was mm-hmm. it my money or mm-hmm. it someone else's money. Mm-hmm. Uh but I've just kind of instinctively always felt that. Mm-hmm. But I think the first time when I started realizing that you know this money thing mm-hmm. it can go either way. Yes. Uh was when um my my mom passed away when I was really young. And then, um, so we, we were four, four siblings. Yes. And my sister was the oldest. Mm-hmm. So, and my dad had this job where, you know, he'd travel yeah. a bit. And so he would leave us with money, you know, mm-hmm. groceries, you know, just sustenance. Yeah. And so because she's the oldest, mm-hmm. she'd be left in charge yeah. of the money. Yeah. And then, um, so he wouldn't be gone for long, like four days, five days, he'd be back. Mm-hmm. And what started happening was that, um, before that comes back yes. the money is finished <laughs> <laughs> should make sure of that yeah. it would be finished like two two or, two or so days now we don't have food you know but the, by the time my dad was leaving the money mm-hmm. was enough yeah. you know kidogo we just find out my sister um my sister feels like you know yolo live for the moment and this is the money that's here. <laughs> yeah. Just use that money. Mm-hmm. Forget these people's food, you mm. know, things like that. Mm. Um, so then I realized, you know, this thing is not going to change yes. uh, until somebody takes a charge. Yeah. So I, I just decided I'm going to be that person. Mm-hmm. And so my dad would leave the money on top of the fridge and mm-hmm. my, my sister slept longer than I did. Mm-hmm. So every time dad leaves, I take the money. I'm the one who now tries to figure out, okay, so this is how much 
um, we have. This mm-hmm. is what we need to buy. Mm-hmm. This is how long it's gonna last. Yeah. So that's when I started thinking. And how, how I was about thirteen years old. Oh, that's at great. That time. Yeah. yeah, and my C's was eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's when I started thinking. You know, this it's it's enough. Yeah. You know, if you use it well, it's enough. So mm-hmm. basically just understanding what ba- what a budget is and, mm-hmm. you know, how do you maximize, how do you stretch a dollar, how, yes. do, you, how do you stretch a shilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff. So in that, in that process is when I, I, I just started thinking this money thing, by the way, it's going to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know in what capacity, but mm-hmm. it will. So because of that, I just ended, I gravitated towards... Um, money related subjects yes. courses yeah. um so i did finance in campus mm-hmm. i after campus i just applied to banks i was just like okay this is where all the money is let mm-hmm. me work there mm-hmm. so that's where i i i applied to all the banks only mm-hmm. one bank called me back yeah. and that's where i worked until i left oh good job uh so for someone who's watching this and they don't really understand what personal <laughs> finance is mm-hmm. how would you explain that to them well, personal finance, okay, finance, first of all, is just the the, the movement of money, mm-hmm. yeah, in and out of money. Yeah. Uh, then then the personal is, because mm-hmm. then it could be, it could be personal, it could be corporate, it could be business, it could be that. Yes. But the finance bit is that you just manage the movement, the mm-hmm. in and out of money. Mm-hmm. So the personal bit mm-hmm. is now, that that means it's your money as an individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you using it? How is it coming in? How yeah. is it going out? You're managing the flow of it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would basically say it. So from the from the point of earning it, mm-hmm. spending it, mm-hmm. keeping it, yeah, yeah, uh, multiplying it, yeah, yeah, all of that I would I would describe as personal finance. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, what does a realistic budget look like? <laughs> a realistic budget looks like what your life looks like mm-hmm. um the, the the reason why they call it personal is because it it changes from person to person mm-hmm. doesn't it? like um what my life is is not what your life is yeah and so you um we cannot have mm-hmm. like there's no such thing as a realistic budget let me say that mm-hmm. uh, so like we can't throw we can't throw uh a number mm-hmm. and have everyone uh, fit within that number. Yeah. Yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of how I disagree to mm-hmm. some extent mm-hmm. with uh, what um, some personal finance people would say because when you look at budgets, there are things, there are different types of budgets. Yes. And so there's one, there's one, one common method of budgeting that is taught a lot mm-hmm. and it's called the 50 30 20 rule yeah, yeah so the 50 30 20 rule says that 50 percent of your income should go to your basics mm-hmm. uh your needs yeah and then 20 percent to saving investing or debt if you have them and then 30 percent to your wants yeah yeah and so it's usually discussed as the bare minimum mm-hmm and even if somebody else would have asked that question what a realistic budget is, they mm-hmm. would have told you probably that. Make yeah. sure that you yeah. need like that. But the it has flaws. Mm-hmm. It has flaws because depending on how much your income is, mm-hmm. 50% could be not enough. Yes. 
of money. Yeah. So it's not enough to actually meet your needs. Mm-hmm. So you could have maybe to go all the way to 80% of your income that mm-hmm. goes to your needs. Mm-hmm. Also, on the same breath, if if you also earn a lot of money, then mm-hmm. 30% is a lot to spend on on one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that those are flaws I have with that methodology. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tell people, and mm-hmm. when I work with people, I mm-hmm. try to personalize that process. Yeah. Let's work from uh, realistically speaking, what do you want your money to do for you? Mm-hmm. Let's start with your plan, mm-hmm. right? And h- what will it take for you to mm-hmm. for you to do those things? Mm-hmm. So if you have a certain amount of income and you, there are certain things you want to do in the next year, in the mm-hmm. next five years, mm-hmm. let's 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 uh, put that plan in place. Mm-hmm. Let's see what that looks like uh, on a month on month basis to be able to do that, and mm-hmm. then we prioritize those mm-hmm. things. So when your income comes, yeah. let's prioritize those financial goals. Mm-hmm. The rest of the money can go to the needs and wants in whichever way you want it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I would call realistic. Mm-hmm. As long as you have priority over what you want money to do for you in the yes. long in the long haul, yeah. or in the near even like short term, mid term, long term goals, mm-hmm. prioritize those things with mm-hmm. your income. Then, the then uh, the rest of the money you can make it work, make yeah. it work, live the life it allows you to live. Mm-hmm. Low income Anna. Is it possible for me to start thinking about, you know, investing my money in this, mm. investing my money in that, you know, saving, investing, all that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about uh, uh, thinking about what more can I do with my money, definitely any single person mm-hmm. can do um, savings mm-hmm. and investing. Every single person. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what income you have. Yeah. Um, and r- right now, I'm actually uh, working with a brand that helps people save as little as five shillings. Yes. So no one has an excuse. It's yeah. about the consistency and mm-hmm. the discipline mm-hmm. and the patience. I think we start and mm-hmm. then we see little progress. We give up on the on, on it altogether. Mm-hmm. But I think just just learning, being smart about how money works mm-hmm. can I, can enable you to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So do you save with like a goal? Uh, and goal, or you, do you just save because people are saving? You save with a goal. We go back to the process I started with. First, yeah. have clarity of what do you want to do. It yeah. would be, I want to buy a phone at the end of the year. That's mm. your goal, mm. right? And so it, how much, what's the cost of that phone? Mm-hmm. And how much will you need to put away on a monthly basis mm-hmm. to buy that phone? Mm-hmm. So And then you start putting away money for that, yeah? Okay. So you could end up having maybe three or four of such goals, mm-hmm. right? And so you realize, okay, in order to do this, it's going to cost me this. Mm-hmm. First find what it's going to cost you and break it down in order to achieve this on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. How much will it take? Mm-hmm. And then now, out of all those goals, now you'll go back to your income and like, can I afford all these things I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. If not, you can stretch them. You can reduce, mm-hmm. you can negotiate with yourself. Like mm-hmm. money should, you know, it should not be, it sh- it's not cast on stone. Mm-hmm. L- allow yourself to, to know, to look at the numbers and be realistic about it. Yeah. And then when you realize that I have a lot of things I want to do, which is where I find a lot of my clients, mm-hmm. I have a lot of things I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, but my money is not enough. Yeah. You know what? Add another goal of increasing your income. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time we don't think about it that way. No. 
Yeah. Money problems can be solved by two things. Mm-hmm. Increase your income or reduce your expenses. Yeah. Yeah. So what if you've reduced them enough that they can't be reduced anymore? Now mm-hmm. work on increasing your income. Mm-hmm. Thinking about okay, what can I do to earn more? Mm-hmm. Is it should I negotiate my salary to earn more? Yeah. Should I start a side hustle to yeah. earn more? Yeah. All those things that you can uh, essentially increase it so that you can be able to achieve all the financial goals that you have. Yeah. Then you can start working on that. Good. And uh, why do you think uh, people are afraid to talk about money? It's it's uh, <laughs> I w- I like to call it financial trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> financial trauma are experiences that people have had in the past. Yes. Or money wounds. Uh, those are two things I also work I work on with my clients. Mm-hmm. Like. <clears throat> When you have financial trauma, it's there's some sort of event you've had in your life mm-hmm. that makes you behave or think certain things about money. Mm-hmm. Or you have been brought up uh, seeing or hearing certain things about money mm-hmm. that you've, you've incorporated into your life. It has become a thought process. A, so it's a, a, a psychological, psychological thing, actually. Thing. Yeah. So if you keep hearing and seeing things repeatedly, mm-hmm. you, you start believing it's true. Yeah you start thinking that that's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you grow up in primary school and it's such a small world, when you're small like that, until mm-hmm. and then you go to secondary school and then you meet other people yeah. and then you realize the life you used to live in primary is not normal because you mm-hmm. thought that was what how everyone lives. Yes. Or for example, you only used to eat one meal in a day and then mm-hmm. you, you think everyone eats only one meal in a day yeah. and then you go somewhere and you find, oh, people can eat up to five meals in a day mm-hmm. like s- such kind of things there are certain things about money that you because you've grown up seeing it consistently you yeah. think it's okay you think it's normal yeah. so when you keep hearing money is not good money is evil people who have money are bad mm. they are uh, they're always the ones who are uh you know making our lives difficult you <laughs> grow up believing that yeah, yeah? True. until you grow up uh, and meet somebody who's actually wealthy but they're nice mm. and then you you find that your you what you've thought and believed is shattered it's actually not true yeah so i think um from 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 that question it would be just something either an experience a particular experience mm-hmm. or something that you saw hearing and seeing mm-hmm. consistently yeah. so you've incorporated it into your system and that's just one of them there's so yeah. many limiting things uh beliefs that we've grown up with that we we have now believe that it's okay or is normal mm-hmm. and so um they actually affect how mm-hmm. we think about money it mm-hmm. affects uh the decisions we make about money yeah. imagine somebody who grows up um seeing their family auctioned using <coughs> their home yeah that experience can be stuck in your mind right either it can motivate you to be like that's never going to happen in my life mm-hmm. or it can make you feel like this money is not it's it's not um like it has an end yeah and so it can make you an over over you can make you overspend make you a spendthrift yes. or make you a hoarder yeah. and you're like this it it must be held it it cannot leave my hands yeah. you know yeah. people respond different ways yeah. uh, w- because of those experiences so mm-hmm. you must be able to do some self inquiry self analysis and just ask yourself these things i think about money mm-hmm. like how how true are they yeah yeah and if if you find that they are not then you need to do some work to change your mindset mm. yeah and what are some of the dangers uh say if my the way my mind works i just want to hold you know keep it to myself mm-hmm. what are some of the dangers for you know keeping it all to yourself um how is it dangerous well it's 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 a question of um 
the quality of life you'll end up living mm-hmm. for example and i think the thing is uh, here's the thing when we're talking about money you'll mm-hmm. always find the person yeah. who is a spendthrift mm-hmm. is looked at as the bad person yeah. and the person who is a hoarder they'll be like oh this one is a nice saver they always keep and joke to me so they know where to keep it yeah mm-hmm. but either extreme mm-hmm. you find yourself in the in the spendthrift extreme or mm-hmm. in the hoarding extreme it's a problem understanding is a problem so the, the the it could be an issue of fear mm-hmm. you are afraid of spending it or you have a scarcity mindset yeah. like you're afraid it's going to end yeah. Yeah? or you're af- uh, or uh, you're afraid that when you spend it mm-hmm. you will not be able to make it back or something there's just mm-hmm. an abundance a lack of abundance uh, okay. that's a problem in yeah. how you're living and so you'll end up living a life below what you could potentially be mm. living like you're mm. not maximizing yeah. i always say that money is something that should it's if you worked for it it should give you the life you want today and mm. the life you want tomorrow yeah it's about striking that balance yeah, yeah. imagine that now you um you're keeping that money so that you can use it in 10 years or in retirement mm-hmm. and then you don't even make it to the next five years wow. you know so um allow it to give you the life you want today yes. like on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. but also plan for the future mm. you know how do you, people have a problem striking that balance yeah. yeah and so you'll find somebody who's just like uh <laughs> what's the these things that Kenyans like saying asanga maisha ni fupi you know <laughs> no and you're not guaranteed tomorrow exactly mm-hmm. you know such kind of statements a lot of statements mm-hmm. especially on social media and then those things that we keep hearing mm-hmm. uh, people just internalize them and and yeah. it becomes part and parcel of your life yeah yeah say uh just been recently employed or I'm a small business owner mm-hmm. how can i begin to like have a good relationship with money mm. yeah do a lot of self inquiry to to know where your mindset yeah. is yeah. about money yeah. um anyone who works with me I always tell them that's that's where we must start mm. let's do a financial history uh we do some tests we do we do some mindset mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. i want to know what do you think about money first mm-hmm. and then we use that information now to plan for the future mm-hmm. and that's where we write now your financial goals there's a process i i talk about what do you um how do you what do you want to what do you want money to do for you right mm-hmm. have a lot of self awareness in terms of your value system mm-hmm. um and what you want money to do for you yes. and then because money is a tool yeah, yeah? yeah. it's not the end it's the it's a means to an end mm. and if you use it as a tool that means that you must have clarity of what it's what it's supposed to do as a tool yes. right yeah. and so once you have that clarity then we create a plan mm-hmm. of what how this money you have can mm-hmm. give you that life that you want once we have that that's mm-hmm. now where you do the financial the the financial goals mm-hmm. we write them out of that you maybe you have three or four goals you write mm-hmm. you put them together you have a financial plan yeah that financial plan mm-hmm. uh now goes translates into your budget yeah. it translates into should i take a loan or not mm-hmm. it translates to what should i invest in mm-hmm. yeah it starts with that clarity and then it can go uh either direction mm-hmm. yeah good Uh, tell us a bit more about uh pesa pesa savvy pesa savvy <laughs> it's like you know the way people say tech savvy me i'm tech savvy yeah. me i'm pesa savvy me i'm that uh, chick for, for money mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm smart about money mm-hmm. so i started pesa savvy in 2018 mm-hmm. um and it's uh like i said I've, i've been in the space in the finance space where we um 
I like what do I say? I used, like I said I used to work in the bank, right? Yes. And from the bank I did a lot of financial education work. Yes. How teachers just, you know, um it was a major point of our responsibility to mm-hmm. the communities that we served as mm-hmm. a business, right? And so that's one way we knew we could feed back to the people. So yes. for a long time I mm-hmm. I participated in our outreaches. I led the outreaches at uh, mm-hmm. to an extent as well. That's where my interest with just empowering people came from. Yes. Um and so in 2018 I was leaving the bank and mm-hmm. uh, that's the one thing I knew I wanted to continue doing. Mm-hmm. Um luckily enough I I got accepted into a program um uh, that allowed me to imagine mm-hmm. um what this work that I wanted to do could look like. Yeah. Um I'm one of those people who I also had my own mindset problem. My mindset problem was that me I'm not called to be in business. Yes. Forever employee. That yeah. was me. Yeah. And so I needed to shift my mindset because the thing I wanted to do could mm-hmm. only work within the a uh, business uh, setup. Yes. And so um now when I, I got accepted into that program i started uh, you know putting down a plan mm-hmm. um dreaming about it it's it was a um it was like an opportunity to actually also interact with people in business some mm-hmm. who were doing the same thing i wanted to do but in other countries yes. you know, learn from them yeah. and then put down a plan on paper mm-hmm. so when i came back to kenya then i was able to just you know hit hit the ground running mm-hmm. my main target when i came back was students because i feel like financial literacy it's just it's such a basic skill mm-hmm. it should be part of our curriculum it should yeah but it's not mm. and so i was just like is there a way that i can create something that can be used by secondary school students mm-hmm. by by high um campus students mm-hmm. you know that's that's ideally was my target yeah um and so around 2019 is when i was trying to make things happen mm-hmm. i tried to um uh i i did well, i was able to partner with a school mm-hmm. a high school um just before covid hit okay. and so uh i we were able to do some things you know mm-hmm. uh but after that then i real after covid is when i started saying i think a lot of people actually need um older people like not just necessarily students because mm-hmm. they missed it <laughs> our education system yeah. did not allow them to have it and so yeah. they are in this place they are struggling mm. i was actually not planning to 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 work with uh professionals young professionals yeah. but it's at that point that i started to seriously mm-hmm. um pivot mm. so that i could reach more people older yes. people yeah. um at the same time and also the 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 strategy that i had also for the for the students wasn't quite working how i was hoping it would mm-hmm. work and so that's the point at which i pivoted and now i started working with people one on one and more, the more i did that i also got um as i worked with individual clients then mm-hmm. also they also invite me into their workspaces and yes. so i ended up, ended up working with uh, doing now the financial awareness programs mm-hmm. in in corporates um office spaces mm-hmm. uh, then of course the other angle was also the chamas mm-hmm. the chamas also trying to do a lot of things but not have clarity of what how to do it oh. or not having the information they need okay. to invest in things like that mm-hmm. and so that's that's the far I've been doing so far mm-hmm. uh those are the people I've worked with and yeah. the, but the high, the one that gives me a lot of what I call it like i see a lot of value i see transformation mm-hmm. is when i work with somebody work one on one because we're able to 
narrow down on your wh- where you are exactly yes. your mindset your your own financial goals yeah. your own plans mm-hmm. and then an investment plan that's suited for you there's mm-hmm. usually a lot of change mm-hmm. when i work with people one on one you know because sometimes when you're in big crowds you mm-hmm. speak it's a class some some people are shy they can't ask questions mm-hmm. some questions are too too private you know yeah, yeah so when you are when I've, the, the the opportunities i've had to work with people one on one are usually the most uh impactful and so i just love i love it so much okay mm. uh so if i wanted to join your coaching program mm-hmm. how would i go about it um in touch get in touch with me via my socials or mm-hmm. my contacts usually uh, instagram is the one that i i use the most but even linkedin you can find mm-hmm. me you can email me um the first thing we'd probably do is to just do a, a, a discovery call that's mm-hmm. just after where yeah. we would just i want to know what mm-hmm. do you what do you need help with yes and can i help you yeah once we have uh, established that then we can put a, a, a plan together okay. a, a, a document that now will guide how we how we work together good yeah um i was checking your instagram and i saw you put up a story there's this very interesting conversations that you and people who do the same thing you're doing mm-hmm. are having and it's about uh emergency funds mm-hmm. uh tell us a little bit about that emergency fund is <laughs> emergency fund is one of the most like important things you want to put up in place for yourself yes uh, we said personal finance is about managing the flow of money mm-hmm. into your life sometimes mm-hmm. uh sometimes the flow is blocked yeah sometimes there's no money coming in right and so the emergency fund acts like an insurance for such situations mm. so um what there are two kinds of emergency funds i usually talk about yes. one is to protect you from you losing your regular income stream yeah and then the other is uh, other kinds of emergencies you know yeah. some, something breaks down in the house mm-hmm. your car breaks down some, you know those kind of things that happened mm-hmm. um you need both yeah you need one the the in, the one for income is mm-hmm. is to ensure that even in the event that you lose your your job mm-hmm. you're not able to work you can sustain yourself for a certain period of time mm-hmm. um normally we say six months uh 3 to 6 months but after covid some people are going even after one year because covid lasted like you know about a year before people started yeah yeah so what that means is that you want to have a fund mm-hmm. that can cater for your expenses yeah. for a period of one year or 6 6 months to one year so you must have clarity of what you what what it takes for you to live in a month mm-hmm. what what do you live on mm-hmm. and so there there's a there's a, a level of uh, clarity you need on your own finances how much do i need to survive on yes. a month on month basis yeah. and then now uh, start put setting up a fund mm-hmm. uh, that equals that uh, up to six months or mm-hmm. 12 months whichever mm-hmm. period of time and put it somewhere where it is also while it is not as easily accessible it's not also something that's going to take you forever to pull out yeah. because it's again emergency emergencies we never control when emergencies come right. so you don't put an emergency fund you don't set up a fund and buy land with it because land is not disposable as fast as we would right. like it yeah. to be yeah yeah so put that money aside so that we in the event that that thing happens you mm-hmm. can you can uh, sustain yourself and the one thing that 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 came out of covid is that Kenyans are not prepared uh, mm. for emergencies like those yeah we are not prepared and that's why now it's really important mm. another covid will happen trust me yeah. you don't know when it will but it will happen yeah. when it does 
will you be ready will you have learned from covid or mm-hmm. will you be in the same uh in the same space uh, the same thing have happened to you having not picked up the lessons from covid that would be the most unfortunate thing mm. yeah wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh what advice do you have for someone who's just you know started uh now they started a new job or a business and they're earning money yeah yeah man don't spend it all don't spend it all mm. <laughs> don't spend especially if you're if you're young you're in your 20 you're 25 24 26 i love it when i have um clients that age yeah because it means that if they catch what i'm saying yeah they can make such a huge difference yes. with their finances yeah. one of the things about personal finance and mm-hmm. savings let me say savings and investing is this thing called compound interest mm-hmm. compound interest albert einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world yeah because if you know how compound interest works you will beat yourself up mm-hmm. for how long it took you to start saving or investing and uh compound interest is the idea that when you put money aside yes you earn interest on it yeah and then you don't just earn interest the next time you earn interest it will not just be on the money that you started with mm-hmm. but it will be on the money you started with plus the interest you earned the first interest okay and then plus the second it just keeps building up like that yeah by the time say say you you save you're trying to save uh, there's this math I, tr- i do with people mm-hmm. you're you're trying to save some let's say you're even saving for retirement for example yeah somebody who starts saving at 25 mm-hmm. uh and wants to retire at 65 mm-hmm. can save uh consistently 20 20,000 and you choose to save 20,000 shillings every month consistently mm-hmm. until you're 35 yeah you can do that for 10 years mm-hmm. stop saving but allow it to continue growing Yeah. by the time you retire at 65 mm-hmm. you'll have built um gosh i don't want to like because i can't remember the exact number mm-hmm. but you can actually stop at 35 mm-hmm. and by the time you're 65 you have enough to retire if some they will first of all either have to increase the amount mm-hmm. you know, um or and then they can't they don't have that privilege of stopping so yeah. this one ha- can do 25 to 35 and stop yeah. just let it run on its own leave uh-huh. it, direct your money to something else okay. if you start at 35 you either have to to catch up with this one who started and that has has allowed it to run you're both trying to retire at mm. 65 mm. you will either have to increase the amount of money you're putting aside yeah. either 20 double it or uh, mm-hmm. take it to 30 mm-hmm. and then you don't have the privilege of stopping after 10 years yeah. you have to keep going yeah so it takes about 10 years mm-hmm. for the power of compound interest to to kick in okay but a lot of us don't have that consistency mm. we start we start one year we do two years to mechoka mm. that money finds another thing mm. but it's that it's that diligence that consistency that discipline mm-hmm. that allows you now to see the magic the magic of compound interest i, okay. I honestly feel a lot of us are yet to see it mm. the, unless you you have your money in a pension uh that you have been consistent with those yeah. people can look at the numbers and like what yeah this mm. is it's really something mm. and then it uh, it takes it a notch higher if you have a really good interest rate on your on your savings mm-hmm. yeah so that that those those two things matter mm. mm-hmm. i was going to ask you uh, let me take you back a little you are talking about an app mm, mm. tell us about that well well 
<laughs> so the app is called Chums. I just recently uh, started working with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a brand called Chums. Yeah. Chums allows you to um you of course it works like any other app. It's you download it on your phone mm-hmm. and then you are um it works let me say the two things that I like about it mm-hmm. that we've already talked about is the fact that you need goals. Yeah. Uh, so Chums allows you to set up your savings goals, your financial goals. Yeah. And then it works with your with mobile money, so mm-hmm. your M-Pesa. So because we use M-Pesa a lot, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it uses uh, what they call behavior, uh, behavioral and psycholo- psycho- psychological analysis mm-hmm. on your... B- money patterns your investor patterns yeah. yeah so every time you spend you can get an alert uh do you want to um round up either you've spent x and x do you want to put some some money aside mm. uh so if you keep spending you'll keep getting those alerts i think to, that's to to brilliant put some money yeah. aside you know yeah. um and also like if you spend you can you know uh round up the balance that you have to mm-hmm. You, okay for example you have uh, 50 bo- 56 bob balance they uh, can ask do you want to round it up to 50 so that 6 bob is transferred to your savings mm-hmm. right so it's about the discipline mm-hmm. of putting money aside that the app i feel like really helps with yeah and then also it's really good for people who are um I want to say unbanked. Kenya has done a good job of having people banked a lot. Mm-hmm. At least a majority compared to other countries. Yes. But still, um, if you have either fears of banks or things like that, it mm-hmm. brings the process closer to oh, you okay. with your phone. Yeah? yeah. So that um you can put aside money mm-hmm. and put it within uh, uh in your own consistency based on your spending habits, mm-hmm. based on your financial goals. Uh and then the other thing I like about it is that you can even save in groups. You know, so you can set up uh we both have the app. Mm-hmm. We say we want to save up for a trip to Naivasha mm-hmm. in two months. Mm-hmm. And and so we both have access to, to that savings goal. And, and okay, well you have one person who is the admin of the goal, mm-hmm. but I can't withdraw without you approving the withdrawal. Nice. You know? So we mm-hmm. can actually do a savings goal together. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's something even I've used with my siblings. We were mm-hmm. trying to save for something. We ended up saving together on the app. Um, yeah, so I love the... The way it made it has gamified mm-hmm. savings. It has brought it close. Mm-hmm. It has made it easy to do it uh, with as little as five five shillings. Yeah. yeah, and then of course it works within the within the the network or the structure infrastructure mm-hmm. of our financial system. Yeah, so the money you save is actually put in a licensed uh, money market fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, the app itself has been authorized by the Capital Markets Authority. Okay. So the the the, the regulatory aspects of it mm-hmm. have been covered. Yeah. Brilliant. I think that's it for today. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, this was really good. I I feel like I've learned so much in in uh, in a few in a show, minutes. In a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank inviting. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also leave us a review. Thank you so much, you guys. See you again on the next one.